Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you from SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 242. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me here as always, except when he's not, is B.T. Calloway. Uh, hi, hi. And joining us all the way from beautiful Adelaide in South Australia is Sean Flow. 242, Jesus Christ. Yeah. 242, baby palindromic numeric. Man, well done. And for the first 220 episodes, we're reviewing three episodes at a time, but now we're not. We sort of caught up with the first 20 years, so we're just reviewing one episode at a time. They just don't make enough anymore. Yeah, make more Simpsons. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're renewed up to season 36 right now, which will bring them to 800 episodes. Oh, God damn. Like, when you told me that I was doing a season 33 episode, I was like, oh, one from the latest season. Then I popped onto Disney Plus. I'm like, what? Nope. No, it's not even the latest season. They're it's still going. It's not even the latest season. <laughs> not even. Yep. As, as someone who seems to like be able to conjure numbers and facts out of fucking thin air do you know how many times i've been on this show i don't know so um, yeah somewhere around (laughs) there i'd say you'd be heading into uh seven or eight a little bit more than your fellow rolter casters yeah good there's my claim to fame hell yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) all right not as many one good things appearances i I don't think you're a (laughs) tenman yet uh, no, not quite. I, although Ellen has bested me in OGT now. She ah, now has right. taken the oh, reins. Yeah. So now this is my time to shine. Where are we in OGT, Beach? Like four? I like three. Yeah. <laughs> three or four. Although I do want to hit up Salt and see if he wants to cover uh, the new Resident Evil movie, which... <gasps> uh, as a Netflix yeah, one? Something of an aficionado. Uh, welcome to Raccoon City. I think it hits cinemas. Um, it's oh. garbage. I bet. <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking of the TV show. Oh, yeah, that existed, didn't it? Oh, yeah. My God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wild times. But anyway, hit us up, Pulse. I'm assuming you're listening. Yep. I keep meaning to, to message him and I keep forgetting. Uh, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah. Yes. They are the Pulse. You, you message one, you get both. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're here today to review an episode from the 33rd season. This is episode 10, A Maid Maggie. First released in December of 2021, it was directed by Timothy Bailey. Not the Australian weatherman. And written by Elizabeth Kiernan Averick. Averick at that. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, doing an established bit and then looking at you like we're about to do an established bit and seeing what I you come know. up with. This, you doing that bit is an established bit. Yes. It's fun to watch now that I have you both in like half the, of my computer screen here. We're, we're up yeah. close and personal now. Mm. Mm. And uh, yet, uh, the, in this episode, Fat Tony becomes Maggie's godfather and is having a little bit of an influence on her. Hey, guys, what did we think? I, why do you keep asking me on this show? This is my... <laughs> <laughs> I, my problem is, is that as I know this is just going to be the tired and true response that I give every time mm. I come on here because I instantly groaned as soon as I read... I saw the name of the episode because it just sounds like a new Simpsons episode. And I read yeah. the synopsis for it as in the little two sentence that happens on Disney Plus, And I immediately was angry at you for not giving us the episode <laughs> that was two episodes later, which is 
about Marge and Homer going into the wilderness and trying to survive. And that sounds like a good episode. It was a good episode. episode. It it sounded like a classic Simpsons kind of story. We uh, reviewed it uh, the other week with, uh, oh, you know, Diana Green. Uh, Yeah, we reviewed that with her. And you know what? A surprisingly good new era episode. Not that funny, but a solid story. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounded like. I an recommend episode that you just, watch that on your own time. That just focused <laughs> on a, the story, which this mm. didn't. Di- no. It's fine. It's fine. I didn't like this episode. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Getting ahead of the rankings. Yeah, you yeah, you whoa, asked whoa, me whoa, whoa, what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I had a same, similar reaction of like, is it me? Have I just seen so many now that everything is just kind of, eh, or is it, are we just in this kind of beige era? Yeah, we had the golden uh, era, the silver age, and now we're in the beige. Yeah, it's also hard to like know what how you have to approach it. Do you? Because I I had that thought when I was watching the episode where I realized I do always come into these episodes predisposed to hating it, but I have to look at it and go, oh, I I at least need to not try and look at yeah. it through the lens of classic Simpsons simply because that's just not what the show has been for 15, 20 years, right? Like it's just, yeah. that's not what the show is anymore. So you can't approach it through that lens. Yeah, well, what the show is like, because a lot of people keep talking like these later seasons are a turnaround, but like, it just sort of feels like the, the episodes that are getting like attention on social media and whatever are mm. these like elaborate parody episodes, like high concepts. Like you might have seen uh, earlier in this season while you were scrolling through, there was a serious Flanders, which was uh, mm. like a big Fargo take. Right. So what I'm actually more interested in is these other episodes that exist mm. between those big high concept and parody episodes where like what is the show running on normal? And yeah... <laughs> Without yeah, the yeah. bells and whistles of a parody, it really isn't holding much ground. There are no bells ground. and no. whistles. It makes and no I noise. I guess they're kind of going for a mafia movie thing here a bit. Real hardcore, kind of. Here's the funny thing about this episode that we're getting into is that I went to acting school in 2013. So, it's 10 years since I started acting school. I yeah. have a diploma, an advanced Ooh. diploma in acting. I have the Blu-rays of The Godfather Part 1 and Part 2 on my DVD shelf. However, not only are they unopened, I have (laughs) never watched The Godfather. Oh, so you didn't watch The Godfather Part 3 starring Joe Mantegna who voices Fat Tony? Oh, that I have watched. No, I absolutely haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Godfather 1 and 2, and uh, with some friends' strong advice, I've never seen 3. Uh, but yeah, in my research, I found out, yeah, Joe Mantegna, voice of Fat Tony's in the yeah. third one. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. I have seen all three. I, I side with your other friends. Well, because when they made the joke in the episode that Fat Tony wasn't even aware of the Godfather movie, I'm like, this has got to be an inside it thing. Has Joe, to be, yeah. Joe Mantegna had to be in at least one of yeah, them. Yeah, surely. It is just also weird when you talk about these high concept par- parody episodes and just how how much of a drag they are to get through in these like later seasons. What's funny is when I think of a really good version of that, it's the Cape Fear. It's a mm. Sideshow Bob episode. And it just feels a lot more effortless. Yeah. But maybe that is also because I, well, well, cause I hadn't seen Godfather either. And this still felt like what every new Simpsons episode just tends to feel like, which is like it's trying too much. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I forgot to circle round back to that. You haven't seen either of the first two Godfathers? No. 
no, 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 I know we, we kind of buried the lead there, but no. And I know I would love it, but I, it's because everyone at acting school, especially my lecturers were like, oh, if you don't see The Godfather, you're basically not an actor. And I'm like, well, I'll show you. <laughs> and now I don't act. So, I, you know, I who's want to imagine like after you bought them, the JB Hi-Fi guy took off his mask and was like your acting teacher underneath and was like, yes, more money. <laughs> so I love that you knew that I did get them from JB Hi-Fi because I fucking did. I mean, you live you in Australia, dude. I don't know. Big W. Where I worked for five years. Yeah, oh, nah. yeah. Hey, there you go. There's some Sean Law <laughs> and some Australian uh, retail store law. Yeah, we. I don't know what the W's. Uh, Woolworths. That's what it stands for. Woolworths. Mm. Uh, so yeah, let's hook into this one. BT, we'll start with you for better or worse. What's a moment from this one that stands out to you? Well, I'd like to cordially invite everyone into Jordan. Corner. Hey, this is Jordan's Zendel Corner. Forget about it. Whatever, yeah? yeah forget about it. Uh, so early on, there's this bit where Ma, they're out at um, the overpriced world of Angelica Button, and uh, Marge is like, oh, I'm just going to call Grandpa at home. And then they do this little switchboard gag where she's calling on her cell, but it goes through like a switchboard. And she says... And I, act- I I went back and double-checked. I got up the subtitles to make sure I wasn't misquoting this, but she says, Hello, Mabel. Can I have my dad? Grandpa is not Marge's dad. Mm. Yeah. So Has she started calling him dad ever? No, never. No, well, uh, I think, like, back in the old days, like, there's some episodes where they, like, call Marge Mrs. Homer Simpson and they're like, oh, that's a weird byproduct of the 80s, uh, yeah, the early 90s. Yeah, and even, even in the 80s, that wasn't, but no, I mean, and I googled the term, hello, Mabel, can I have my dad to see if that was a quote to something. Nothing came up, so okay. what the hell? <laughs> Did mm. they just not realize in the script that this isn't Marge's father or did no one in the recording booth be like, nope, this isn't, you know, logic. Like, I don't want to be full. Hope someone got fired for that blunder. Although clearly I am. No, I mean, (laughs) while we're in the corner, (laughs) while we're stuck in the corner together, while we're in the corner, I did notice two other inconsistencies as well, where fat Tony was like, ah, homie, you haven't lived up to your end of the bargain. Now you must uh, come with me. And they go to church when they established earlier in the episode, Homer says, I'm there every Sunday sleeping through it or whatever. And it's like, yeah, They've established he does this. This isn't him not living up to the butt. He he already did this. And then yeah. later on, Marge's like taken Maggie away from Fat Tony and said, Yeah, stay away from my daughter, don't come near her again. Mm. And then he goes into the bathroom, does the bit from the Godfather yeah. where reach behind the toilet to get the gun, but it turns out he grabs a diaper. Then he's diapering Maggie. Again, inconsistencies. Like, yeah, and I mean, so long as we're taking this staycation in the anal corner, uh, Johnny Tightlifts doesn't talk. No, no, he doesn't. He talks so much. And they even do the gag where they get him to not talk very much after they've made him talk more. So they make him talk a lot. And then they do the gag where he says, you know, I don't want to do nothing. And then they have him. It's just, I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. The one character trait. It's in his name. Like, they couldn't get any other character to be like, ah, I think Fat Tony's going soft. Like, and then you have them throw, what do you think, Johnny Tight Lips? Eh, it's saying nothing. Exactly. You just did? (laughs) Yeah. Lex Ah. and Louie are right there. They can carry that dialogue train. They don't need to fucking hand off to Johnny Tight Lips. I'm mostly pointing it out because it's not the first time we've yelled this at a microphone. They've mm. done this before. They've brought the character back just to have him be the one that explains the plot. It's like, of all characters, <laughs> yeah. this is the bottom of the list. 
How about you, Sean? What from this episode stands out to you for better or worse or whatever? I have two questions that I need yes. you guys to answer because I know yes. you'll have the answer, but because I haven't watched Simpsons in a very long time, these baffled me. Number one, when did Barney start drinking again? Oh, when did that, that happen? Honestly, <laughs> that was like, I don't know, four, five seasons after he originally yeah. got sober. They turned really? that around yeah, relatively oh. quickly. Because I remember, obviously, the when he switches to coffee and he learns to yep. fly the helicopter. And like that was mm. like my last understanding of who Barney was. So, all right. That's good for me to know. Welcome back, Sean. Yeah. My second question is, at the beginning or in like the first five, ten minutes when, they're, when they've just arrived with Fat Tony, they're at church. And then they have dinner with him. Either Patty or Selma is there, but not the other one. Why? Uh, I think I did establish that Marge was like, oh, we'll just make either Patty or Selma the godmother. And then Homer's like, "Uh, that'll hurt one, but I'd rather hurt both. Yeah, whatever. So I think they've just got Uh, her there as the godmother. But yeah, she doesn't play a part in the story as a bit odd because she could at least get a bit sideways about this. It's like, yeah, this guy's way too involved or something. Also, wasn't she married to Fat Tony in a previous episode? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, she was. Selma was. What? That's actually a decent episode, The Real Housewives of Fat Tony, yeah, where Selma gets married and uh, to Fat Tony. Yeah, God, I almost forgot about that. I was just like, yeah, sure she did. Why not? But that- <laughs> I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? That episode's decent. I just thought I missed that maybe one of them had died. I was like, wow, amazing. <laughs> um, well, good for me to know. Yeah. There you go. I'm learning It'd something It'd be a new. bold step for them to take. I mean, they certainly keep forgetting that fucking Selma's got a daughter anyway, but- yeah. um, What? Yeah, <laughs> she adopted a baby from China. Also, oh uh, yes, and yes, also yes, at yes. some point, Fat Tony has a son named Michael. It was in that episode that Metallica were in. Is this just sound? <laughs> how's this sounding to you, Sean? This it like there will be a test. I afterwards. love that we could lie to him and he would just have no. Oh, idea. I'll buy it. Who, who, who cares? Has is Waylon Smithers still alive? What's going on there? He's a cowboy now. Uh, two sons. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, what stands out to me? Uh, this was just a series of fucking lame-ass mobster jokes, and it's mm-hmm. just... I feel like the comedy in this episode is going, huh, get it, but she's a baby. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's fine, but it just hangs around a bit too long. Well, the weird thing about the plot is, as well, is that Fat Tony in his mob work is going softer, but... He's also rubbing off on Maggie and she's doing mobster shit, even though he's meant to be, like, calming down on that. Again, just elements of this story that don't make sense when you start picking at it. Yeah. Weird conflict where if he's being too nice, why are all the mean elements rubbing off on Maggie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they, like, try and... Obviously, you can see what they're going for in terms of the end, which is, oh, I can't influence Maggie too much, otherwise she'll go down the bad path and she needs to be the Mm. pure one. But, yeah, the, the way that she's delving into that doesn't quite make sense like i guess you can make like a a, an argument that it's you know the small things like when she's being babysat by the others but that's not made like a huge part of the story so yeah it doesn't really make sense no absolutely wackiness was this a particularly wacky episode of the simpsons uh wacky from a mobster point of view yes got whacked there oh sorry marge's hair is a wizard hat briefly i did actually kind of enjoy that i didn't mind the opening actually with the uh Fuck, what was it called? The Overpriced, Overpriced World, World yeah. of Angelica Button. So they're doing like a parody of like Harry Potter World at Universal Studios sort of thing. I also loathed that more than the majority of the episode. I hated it so much. Oh, really? 
I, mm. I, I, I wanted to turn the episode off right there. I just, <laughs> I, uh, it just, the weird non sequiturs that are like real, like it, again, it's a parody without a reason for me. And it was like my biggest gripe uh, with Futurama is that when, when they did references without a reason, it didn't land. But when it kind mm. of like was able to weave itself throughout the episode and didn't feel just kind of like, clickbaity and grabby yeah like it it kind of got my attention yeah um, you can tell the writer definitely went with their kids to this place and were yeah a bit peeved at the whole fucking exit through the gift yeah. shop nature of these sort of places but yeah yeah well i mean they just need to be out so marge can call home and grandpa's and that blah blah blah, blah, blah. even then that's a long road to walk it is that said i did like how there's a first aid pavilion and there's one row line that says magical and one line that says real and there's just a bunch of people in the magical line yeah, I did like it did have my because I'm always looking out for the animators jokes uh, that they just kind of pop in there. And it did have my favorite one of my favorite lines that you could cite, which is just all meat cutes are intellectual property of this park. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. I missed that. That's good. Yeah. 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 I mean, now that I look over my notes, yeah, the whole fucking sorting hat bit was dumb where there were the uh, people there from yeah. the rival house getting in a non-fight with Homer. You're in Griffin's snore. You're the mortal enemy of Schnufflebuff. Uh, we're seasonal yeah. workers. We can do what we want. Uh. But, I mean, I did really like the whole cauldrons being like the teacups and Homer hits the yeah, emergency switch, which is, yeah, straight into the gift shop where the yeah. kids see all the yeah, shit all exits want. are the gift shop. Yeah. No, yeah. I think the ones that are commenting more on just theme parks in general rather than having to be like weird kind of Harry Potter-esque parodies, like that's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, the idea that Lisa specifically buys the slightly more expensive one that gives a wand to a child <laughs> in need, there's something like both very Lisa and very commercial criticism on that. Yeah, so, well, yeah, I mean, I like you see that. it all the time, especially in fucking supermarkets now where it's like, would you like to round up your bill to donate to this charity? And it's like, you look into that and that's them offsetting their charitable obligations that from money that they would like donate rather than yeah caught from their customers so I'll it's like yes. fuck you pay your own charity obligations Woolworths you can afford it like yeah Woolworths <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah this episode weirdly bastards. rails hard against the fucking big W right now doesn't yeah, it yeah well, well I was gonna say what's your international audience like yeah we are <laughs> who do they hate uh Walmart. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. Other, the other big W. Yeah. Woolworths <laughs> is a different kind of company in this country. Yeah. 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 <laughs> America has a Woolworths. I think it's a pharmacy, though. Mm. Oh. And they have a Lowe's as well, and it's not a, like, a clothing store. Extra large store. It's, oh, yeah. man. It's the best place to... Like, you get some of those 10X jumpers that are just basically slankets. Oh, they're fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. What word was that? <laughs> Slanket. You know, a, a blanket with sleeves. I've... I've never heard that. That's amazing. I love that word. Slanket. You've never seen the Slanket on late night TV? I, I can't remember if that's the product name or if that's what 30 Rock called it. <laughs> I think it might be 30 Rock. That's yeah. a throwback. <laughs> Another show that I have never watched in my life. You're an actor and you haven't watched that? Yeah. Oh, that is just <laughs> such actor bait, that show. No, I, I, I will one day get off my back. <laughs> uh, we're not going to pressure you too much, but I mean, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, and... yeah, probably should watch it, though. But uh, how about the heart of this episode? You know, we're seeing a bit of a softer side to Fat Tony. Uh, he's developing a bit of a bond for young Margaret here. What do you guys think of the heart? I didn't write down any heart moments. No, so I think I was. Apparently, I thought nothing. Yeah, I, I, I think every single line that I think I've written down here, which is a sum total of about eight or nine notes, is just <laughs> the things that I did find funny. Because mm -hmm. I was looking for the things that can. There, I did have a few laugh out loud moments in this episode, but as far as the heart is concerned, 
No, and they're barely even going for it themselves, really. Yeah, I think the yeah. problem is they never really get into why. Like, Fat Tony does canonically have a son. And mm. the idea that... Uh, the only thing he ever really says is, oh, you're very cute and pure in this world. But there's never really a sense that he felt like he was already lacking that. He kind of dives head first into the idea of being Godfather immediately. And then there's not... Like, I don't really know why. Yeah. yeah, he like he saves the piano from falling on Homer and Maggie, and yeah. then like Homer briefly mentions the Godfather thing, and then Fat Tommy intimidates his way into the job. It's yeah, not like he was like, oh, I just saw the look in that baby's face, and it was nice to save someone for once or something. Like, yeah, there could have even been a thing of like he's forgotten that the term Godfather isn't a mafia term, and it's actually mm. a thing you do with people you're close with. That could have been a thing, or even just have him have a line about how, oh, uh, you know, Michael now lives with his mother in, you know, LA, and I never see him, and I'm kind of missing that for my yeah. life or something. Yeah. Or if, like, yeah. he was in the middle of some sort of crime that Homer and Maggie got in the middle of, and he has to yeah. save Maggie, like, through that, and then he's like, oh, actually. I enjoyed that. That was actually, that made me feel good. Let's explore that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many ways to just, like, and it takes two seconds to like yeah. <laughs> course correct so much of this shit. Yeah. But ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love? Is this a show we know and love? I mean, it needs some refinement, but I don't think anyone's off-brand or anything. I mean, Fat Tony just, it needs a, just a bit more explanation, but uh, yeah. I was thinking about you asking this question. I thought there's a nice way to revisit it, which is when you ask that question, I have to say, does it feel like... The new Simpsons? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Does it feel yeah. like the way they've kind of built them up in like, here you go. I'll, I'll use up one of my other notes as well. One of my favorite lines comes from Homer and it made me laugh, but I'm not quite sure if classic Homer would say it. And mm-hmm. it's the, where he says, um, well, you can sleep well knowing current religion thought that is that Maggie won't go to hell. Although that's always up for debate. And he mm. says that like very blank and very bland and very kind of mm. dead straight. And it's a funny line. I just don't know if that would come from Homer. I don't know. It's like along the lines where he's like weirdly reassured by like horrible things. Like when he goes to Bart, why you could wake up dead tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Like, it does feel like <laughs> absent, but if it gives him like comfort, like that's sort of fine in its own fucked up way. Yeah. It feels yeah, like- really on the pulse of like current political like mm. talk though, which feels a bit off from home. Like I didn't mind it; it was funny, um, mm. and I like that it like doesn't reassure Marge whatsoever. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Now I'm now laughing at you could wake up dead tomorrow line, and that's hilarious. <laughs> as far as feeling like Simpsons, like thinking back to like Fat Tony episodes that like uh, you mentioned Cape Fear before. You mm. know when Sideshow Bob enters the Simpsons, like he has that Cape Fear soundtrack backing him, and it it has a yep. certain mood over it. Same with the mm. Fat Tony episodes where they do like a kind of homage music to Godfather or just yeah. mafia esque sort of soundtrack. And yeah, this one was just absent of any mood around that. Was, was there any music at all there, in this episode? No, it's a constant complaint of ours that 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 they took away the what do you call it, the live orchestra, live yeah. orchestra, just a lack of transitional music or anything like that, establishing scenes with yeah, a little bit mm. of a sound flourish. Yeah, none of that exists, yeah. and like and it really drops the pacing and. Yeah, they're farming the music out to Hans Zimmer's company. You think out of any fucking company to be able to handle a bit of transitional music for the show is Hans Zimmer's company. Like That's wild. And I would say that is 
a bigger part of why Simpsons doesn't feel like The Simpsons than people would give it credit for. Mm. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That, that music is so... Even just the small little five-second transitional pieces mm. are so iconic to the show. Even the, the Fat Tony, the, um, the mafia music, uh, that yeah. would always come on. Oh, yeah. Shame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting into hating it. Like, at the time, just going through it, it was just a bit blare, but, like, the more we pick at it, the more I fucking hate this thing. Welcome to the Simpsons Index. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> the more we get into it. All right. Well, I mean, let's get into it. Uh, BT, what would you like to change about this one? I mean, like like we so often do in these episodes, I feel like we've kind of already covered it. Um, give Fat Tony more of a reason to get into this to begin with, and even getting mm. out of it. So they're at this ice skating thing and, uh, you know, he's sitting with Maggie kind of next to him and he eventually puts him up on, a la- on his lap. And I'm like, okay, so someone's going to take a shot at Fat Tony and there's going to be a moment of, you know, oh, it could have hit Maggie. I'm in too yeah. dangerous a life to be in her life. That kind of thing. But no, it becomes like he has to start hitting a dude and then Maggie's all upset because he's pistol whipping some guy, Johnny Tightlips. And it's like, Eh, I, I like the other one. I like the thing I thought you were going to do better, where it's not that, you know, he sees a problem with her growing up like him. It's more he's a risk to her by pure nature of who he is. Yeah. And it sort of doesn't make sense with the whole Maggie, like, adopting his mannerisms and things like that, yeah. that she'd find this uh, upsetting. Like, it, I mean, yeah. it's what the episode was going for. It's just yeah, yeah. part of the inconsistencies. What do you reckon, Sean? What would you change about this one? I kind of want to do a complete rewrite. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think what I would what there. I would love to do is I want to see if there's a way to introduce the heart into this episode, right? Just a way to make me yeah. care about it a little more or the way for the Simpson family to to care and have a, a switch that that earns them the right to then go against Fat Tony. And I think one way that you can do that is have the more that Fat Tony is around Maggie and around the family, because Maggie's innocent. Maggie has no idea what's going yeah. on. You don't need to have her change, but have Bart or Lisa slowly mm. getting influenced by being kind of more in the life of the mafia and get kind of enticed mm. by that world. You don't need to go crazy, but it's not a far jump to see Bart get influenced in that way. And the more that happens, the more the parents go, oh, shit, this has some real-world ramifications. We're losing our kids, like all of them, not just Maggie. Mm. And that's what forces them to pull away, like raise the stakes a bit and give the parents like a reason to feel like afraid for having to pull away, not just for Maggie, but incorporate the other kids. Again, it's easy. Just Fat Tony, wait, wait who's their godfather? You know, like, yeah. and then, yeah, he starts essentially taking over the family and what you were saying before, mm-hmm. BT, if they write off Michael with just a sentence and say, yeah. he's not here anymore, he's over there, like. Yeah, and then there's a sense of, you know, he's missing something in his own life and this is filling that void. Something, because it's already there. You just have to explain it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's something to the whole buying off Marge and Homer and giving them a better life. But yeah, of course, they're being taken away from Maggie and this is like a full-on person to be leaving them with. But there's so much other security that comes around it. But like, yeah, maybe they're threatened a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm with you, Sean. This is just a total fucking tear down this one. It's just yeah. the bones are barely holding together. And the other thing is we've kind of done this episode in a couple of ways that this episode already mm. outlined. This is already where Mo was getting really attached to Maggie and hanging out yes. with her a lot and getting creepy. And also at the start where they were talking about with Flanders, like in mm. him asking if she was baptised. It was yeah. the whole fucking crux of the... The Bart episode. 
the episode yeah. where yeah they the kids went to live with the Flanders yeah, and the whole baptism yeah. yeah and Marge and Homer had no intention of baptizing them like yeah I know continuity Simpsons rah 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 but like these feel like big things that you've established already including yeah some of the key characters already having children and yeah like I've mm-hmm. mentioned before if Selma was like getting involved in the story as well it's like I don't like where this is going maybe Fat Tony has a woman she thinks would be a better godmother as well anything yeah obviously like a big issue that you're going to run into no matter what is that the simpsons is 15 years past its expiration date like we that, that's that we know that yeah like, that's fine but it you can't escape the fact that a lot of these episodes just feel like the writer's room go hey what if x character did this with the simpsons make yeah. an episode out of that pretty much and, and what's funny is that you get every single episode i would i would be interested to go back to all the episodes from the last couple of seasons and see like has this episode been done better 20 years ago yeah. Like, have they done this episode before? Because surely they have in a lot of respects. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot of pieces from a lot of episodes. I mean, there's one part that I liked where Maggie, like, knows she can run the playground now, but I think mm. it went too quickly into full-blown, yeah, mafia parody, making them control. kiss the yeah. pacifier. Like, yeah, it's just too rushed, which is weird because this episode had time up its sleeve. It's just... Yeah, it's all a story. No yeah. I, I will say that the classic part of The Simpsons that I did like, that they didn't go fully into is the, in the way they could is that i love a good classic simpsons dream sequence mm. love that whenever you get them like the weird kind of like zany visually delightful dream sequences great i'm all there for that and they started off with it and then it kind of just went into the that was fine i enjoyed it it was a nice little classic bit yeah uh bart's like i'm here too and millhouse is on my back no i'm the front and that just went fucking yeah. on yeah yeah that, that's when they stopped but <laughs> i like that hell was an an arby's ball pit yeah <laughs> she's gonna play for eternity in an unsanitary ball pit yeah. that was enough that's but, cute but yeah the other fantasy sequence later where marge is imagining maggie as an adult and she just set someone on fire it's so just, quick and i was like oh it. what no. just happened yeah yeah <laughs> all right i think we're here it's time for everyone's final notes and now it's time, and now it's time for our final notes, everyone's final notes. Sean, do you have final notes? Oh, you know what? There's just a bit of comic timing that I, I, I love the way it was delivered. It was quick, it was snappy, but as soon as Homer's going, and he, he's been instructed by Marge that he needs to find the Godfather. And so mm. he goes into um, Mo's Tavern, and the first person he hears from is Lenny. And what does Lenny do? Like, oh, you can have some, just give us some beer. And sharp as attack, he goes... Okay, you're out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was just delivered so dryly and perfectly. I was like, great, yeah. awesome. Uh, the visual gag that I loved is just uh, they've gotten the new car from Tony. And so Homer asked for them to stop in the middle of the road so they can do the door swinging up again. Mm. But does it? Homer goes to do it, just cracks him in the face. And that, that elicited a, a chuckle from me. I didn't mind later as well where Marge is like, let me just do the door one more time. And it smacks Mormon yeah. outside the yeah. uh, theater. Yeah. Man, more man's dead. Um, <laughs> so many times over. Oh, yeah. The, my final note, my final note is uh, final when, note. who is it? Legs? No, not legs. Who's the other one? Louis. 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 When Louis uh, nudges Homer awake at the church and he goes, but but even the priest is asleep. And then it yeah. cuts to the priest <laughs> asleep. I was like, great. Awesome. <laughs> and those are the things I found funny about this episode. And that's it. BT, what about you? Have you got any final notes? Yeah, uh, look, I think I have a surprising number of positives. Uh, there's a bit where Flanders says, oh, can I have my Allen wrench back? And Herb is like, ha, Flanders names his tools. Yeah, I like uh, that. That was all right. 
Yeah. It was a dumb moment of Wigan being like, ah, I did okay with Ralphie, but it was one of my notes of whackness of Ralph eating the bill and then it just kind of comes as confetti out his nose. I didn't like it, but it was a whack moment. And I didn't hate it either. It was whatever. Yeah, yeah. it was um, whatever. It, it doesn't, I don't like it because I don't like Fat Tony muscling his way into the being Godfather. But that said, when he's all like, but you offered me Godfather a minute ago, and then a guy in an FBI van is like, yeah, I got it on tape. Uh, the idea they're using that as like their backup recording. I don't know. That was fun. No, I didn't mind that. The car features a GPS that isn't so judgy. It's like, sure, let's try it your way. Like, okay, your way. that's nice. The number of times like GPS don't send me. No, I'm going to go this way. It's like recalculating again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know I've bitched this to you a million times, Beach, but I wish on a GPS you could like set a circle of like, don't start the instructions like while I'm in this perimeter. I know yeah. where I'm going. This part I know where I am. Yeah. This part I don't. Especially, uh, uh, I, I live near an East Street and a North Street. And at one point, my GPS, if I'm yeah setting directions, I go, turn left on East Street and then head north towards North Street. And then turn <laughs> on North and my, oh my God, just like the... <laughs> My GPS thinks I even go by the compass anyway. Yeah, like, no one does. Follow <laughs> <laughs> well, the there sun. With a sextant yeah. being like, yes, due east indeed. Mm. Uh, let's see. All right, he mentions uh, Saint Vino of Verona, and so I looked this up. It is. He says it's um, the saint of children trying to talk. It turns out that is correct. Uh, Zeno is the patron saint of fishermen, anglers, the city of Verona, newborn babies, as well as children learning to speak and walk. Uh, and Ellen would fact, know this. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact: According to legend, he was stolen at birth and briefly replaced by a demonic changeling. Lovely. I want to watch that movie. Uh, yeah, I was wondering a part way through. It's like, oh, should have I invited Ellen to this one as well? This seems very. <laughs> Man, I, I I put the I brought the wrong role to caster. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Second, we get you on the Homer again. and Marge wilderness episode. Her on this and Diana something else. Something else. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> She was saying, actually, the latest Treehouse of Horror was a banger as well. I need to check that out. Oh. I, I did check out the Not It and the other... Yeah, I wasn't a fan of the... Uh, Sean, they did, like, an entire episode parody of the latest It movie. Why? It, thank you. <laughs> that, that is my one-word <laughs> review as well. Did you say that Ellen watched the latest Treehouse of Horror? Oh, no, Diana did. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, why is Ellen watching Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> she uses my Disney Plus account. I see yeah. all. <laughs> um, when Fat Tony's like, dispose of this diaper. I don't care how and I don't care where. They, I do appreciate that. They tie a cinder block around it, throw it in a pit and then shoot it three times. Yeah. Didn't care for the reprise, though. No. Yeah, I, why is that the post credit sequence? Yeah. I didn't so care if the button added on with like, ah, oh, you can never forget that smell. It's like, no, no, it was enough. Like the shooting, it got me and I laughed at yeah. that and mm. that was enough to end it. But yeah, and then the post credits with, oh, I'm going to report to HR. You mean Harry the Rat? He's buried over there. End episode. Ah, da -da -ba -da -ba. Remember that Remember that gag that we cut for time? Let's put it back in in the credits. <laughs> uh, so much of the post credits is bad now. I mean, it always was. Whatever. Um, and one bit, I I mean, they just had to throw it in of uh, take the gun, leave the Zamboni instead of cologne. You know, what's the word? Cannoli. The other, cannoli. I'm like, cannoli? I'm like, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> cannoli? Baloney? Cannoli. Cannoli uh, from Godfather. This episode has a weird relationship with the Godfather movie because it wants to keep referencing it, but there's no plot tie through. It's just occasional visual references and lines, and it's just. Yeah, and they do the same I haven't seen that movie joke. They did it with Fat Tony, and then they did it with yeah. Marge. It's like, oh, I watched the wedding bit. That character that's bad is so good. Like, yeah. you can't have two bites yeah. at this one. 
Oh, they bit. They bit again. <laughs> it bit. bites in They certainly bit. Yeah, I only have a couple of other notes. I liked Maggie playing with the cat, like throwing little litter balls at it. It was disgusting and great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's babies and cats for you. Yeah. Uh, grandpa's little rant was almost there. Like, it was almost like a good grandpa rant. I didn't mind the whole, oh, good thing I took my anti-rambling medications. I remember when they first kicked in, just then. Like, if that stopped there, but they just, oh, they yeah. kept going. Like, yes, they just got her. Yeah, that is all my notes, actually. Oh, why was it an itchy and scratchy on ice thing? And why was this a deal sweetener for Homer? Why would he get... Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It's time to rank this thing. <laughs> on the Simpsons Index, we rank using a six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just... Uh, you give it a participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold. But for the best of the very best, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Uh, look, it's almost down in the pit of failure, but ultimately I don't care about this one. It's it's flimsy and inconsistent. A couple of good gags, but like mm-hmm. all in all, just a boring experience that I'll hopefully forget. Uh, to watch it again will be an offer I can refuse. BT, what are you ranking it? <laughs> hey. Uh, I'm also going to participant. Yeah, I'm mostly going to forget it. And even though it's got its problems, I feel like there's enough jokes to pull it through. I just, I don't feel anything. I don't feel enough for it to hate it. So, participant. And Sean, finish this off, please. Yeah, look, it's not offensive. And I, I don't know if this is canonically what I've done in the past, but I feel like my failures would be reserved for like egregiously, aggressively offensive and like bad episodes. And I don't mm. think this is that. It's just not trying. And when yeah. it thinks it's trying, it's being lazy. Um, mm. It's just like there are a few chuckle-worthy moments, but other than that, it feels very much like the episode I thought it was going to be, and it is a participant. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for helping us review that today, Sean. Mm. But before we get out of here, uh, why don't you tell the people what you're up to at the moment? Oh, also, just sorry, because I I, I just miss your uh, own format. um, What other season 33s have had, like, how have other season 33 episodes Uh, ranked? So we have kind of cut this bit a little bit, because we keep, well, hang on, because we keep going, it'll join other ones, such as, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. Does anyone remember what happened in this one? Well, disregard me asking then. No, no, I'll, I'll quickly bring it up. Um, I'm just curious if you've had like how many good, like positively ranked episodes you've had from like these seasons. Um, 33, I think, has been doing okay-ish. Yeah, like it's definitely an improvement, but like not much it's not the revolution that a lot of people are claiming it is mm. um we actually reviewed a season 33 episode with uh chris your fellow world caster portrait of a lackey on fire where smithers gets in a new relationship and turns out the guy's yeah. like working for fast fashion and he's like very questionable morally um, we it was a bronze but we enjoyed it yeah season 34 is uh, faring a bit better but like we've only reviewed five and three episodes from them respectively so like Oof. we, we mm. don't have enough data yet but like yeah the poll is not in yet. The poll yeah, numbers aren't in. Watch this spreadsheet. Yeah, we're talking about a rise from like an average dull participant to a shiny participant here. Okay. <laughs> the show's not turning around. <laughs> well, I, I won't be watching unless you invite me on the episode. There no, you go. I That's mean, th- do check out that Homer and Marge in the Wilderness episode. Yes. I, I did find mm. that one quite affecting. When I saw it, I did like kind of like pin that. I was like, I do want to see because that felt more like not a, not a return to like, but mm. just like a bit more of an homage to what used to be yeah yeah and like not so high concept more of a, a, a broad swing like they're not doing their usual thing on this one and it, yeah it works. 
Um, sorry, it, to answer your question that you asked me and then I just refused to answer, apparently. <laughs> a bit about me. So, hello, everyone. I'm Sean. I'm from Roll to Cast. That is R-O-L-E. We're a tabletop role-playing game podcast that plays a different game every season that is not D&D. Different world, different GM, different story, original music by frequenter of the show, Paul Goodman, has been a musician for us, as has a, a slew of other people. Uh, we've just finished our Starfinder campaign, which was season eight, uh, which I ran, and we've announced what season nine is, so I can do so here as well. It is Ooh. called Die, oh. D-I-E, the Die RPG, which is also a comic series by Kieran, Kieran Gillen. I hope I've got that right. Uh, but essentially, it's a as close to D&D as we've gotten, mm-hmm. but it, it, the easiest way to describe it is goth Jumanji. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the best way to describe it. Oh, that's right. So, we'll be starting that next week. When does this drop? Probably tomorrow. <laughs> okay, next week is when we start that season. So, feel free if you want to check us out, if you're into role-playing games, or if you're into me, Roll to Cast, R-O-L-E, on all good podcatchers. Yeah, absolutely. And Sean and I have also joined up with a few other people. Uh, oh, yes, of course. Yes, you do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you're every Thursday, uh, most Thursdays at the moment, we'll be role-playing live on twitch.tv slash dreadedgm. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll put links to all this in the show notes by the way mm-hmm. but we're playing a call of cthulhu campaign and uh, set in the 1920s yeah horror on the orient express which is one of the most famous popular call of cthulhu campaigns that nice. uh, i'm pretty sure all of us know nothing about so yeah we're coming in blind and i play a, a 75 year old old man that is <laughs> gonna die i'm sure that's cthulhu <laughs> and i play a 55-year-old heavy smoker, professional driver that I just make sure everybody knows at all times that he just stinks. <laughs> he absolutely stinks, and we've left him on a cliffhanger yeah. uh, Ooh, for the next episode. Nice. Yeah, and so far, like, yeah, it's so weird. We're in this entourage with a young actress, a young acrobat, and just these two old people for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> just two old guys and two young women. Just hey, these young folk got to get driven around by somebody. Yeah. But yeah. no, we're having a lot of fun there. So that's uh, Thursdays, generally 7 p.m. AEST time. Again, put links in the show notes for all this, twitch.tv slash dreadedgm. But BT, what else are we up to? Well, let me make you an offer you can't refuse, or you can if you feel like it. <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash sidequeststudios, and that is the blanket for everything we do. I'm going to do this quick because we've been plugging for you for a while now. <laughs> um, and basically, if you want to check out everything we do and more, we, you can get access to over 100 exclusive podcasts. We can he- You can hear my thoughts on all the episodes we- I missed out on, or you can listen to us discuss movies that star the cast of The Simpsons, but not as The Simpsons. Curious. Ooh, yeah. sounds interesting. Enticing. Indeed. And for as little as $5 a month. Yeah. <laughs> price of a cup of coffee a month. One of the perks is you get to suggest a movie for us to review as long as it stars one of the Simpsons. And yeah, I know we don't always release weekly on the index free feed, but you do get a bonus podcast every single week over at the Patreon. Yeah. We are making sure you're getting that, you know, getting your money's quality. worth. Yeah, for your moolah. Yeah, and we've got a lot of shows, a lot of Simpsons-focused content, so that's patreon.com slash sidequeststudios. Also, while you're at Patreon, go hit up patreon.com slash rolltocast. You guys are doing lots of fun stuff over there. Yeah, build up a really great community of people Mm. following you there, and... um, We've got our our live shows are on the uh, Patreon soon as well. We're getting those ready to to go. Oh, wonderful. I forgot you filmed those. Sweet. 
Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we filmed three of them and we retained the audio for one of them through some technical snafus. Unfortunately, one of them wasn't quiet. But yeah, we're looking to release those uh, on one of our tiers as well for, for access to. Nice. Well, the ones that me and Beige came down for, is that on video? It will be, yes. And nice. That is, you that can is the watch one... us send drinks to Chris and get him real <laughs> fucked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. So much fun. That was also cool with Cthulhu. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. So, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash sidequeststudios, patreon.com slash roll to cast. Uh, like, subscribe, love you all for listening. Uh, mm. Is that how you plug shit? I think we're good. Yeah. Sean. Once again, thank you very much for doing this with us tonight. Yeah, it was an absolute treat. No, thank you, man. Absolutely. Anytime you guys want. Hey, this was like a day's notice. I'm here, man. Like anytime. <laughs> it's, a, it's a blast. Appreciate anytime it. to hate watch and also sometimes love watch <laughs> The Simpsons. I hope I sometimes. can find one that's at least tolerable mm. for you. <laughs> <laughs> tolerable is what we're aiming for. We did Lisa's wedding. Uh, that's, that, that was my good one. Yep, yep. Ray Mysterio's favorite episode. Yeah. <laughs> Season six, episode 19. Anyway, uh, BT, thank you as always. <laughs> Yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> I've been your host, <laughs> Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can also check out our other shows, like Pulp Fury Radio, our scripted fiction podcast, which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres, and Thrones of Game, where we review Game of Thrones in reverse order. Links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes. Now there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.